Well, welcome everybody to our latest podcast. It is the 7th of November as we record this and the date, as always, is relevant. Firstly, though, as I think most people know, very sadly, our colleague and friend Robert Ash died about six or seven weeks ago and we wish to pay tribute to him. And although he's not here, he is here in spirit. As the majority of you know, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about the economy, the stock markets around the world, and a little bit about the investment management industry, financial advice, etc. So today it is me, Duncan Williams, and my partner, John Newsom. And let's start where we normally start. Inflation doesn't seem to be dropping um, quite as the Bank of England was hoping, but we are promised further drops in uh, inflation and interest rates were held last week, which I have to say is I'm, I'm not quite sure that was the right thing. What are your thoughts, John? My thoughts pretty much haven't changed, which is I don't think we should pay much attention to what the Bank of England say because they clearly don't know what they're doing. Everyone else has held rates, so they've done the same. They don't want to be outliers. They've got everything wrong so far. So um, they are a reactive committee of superannuated state employees. So we're not going to get very much from them. You're on your own when it comes down to working out where things go from here. But I'm not surprised they've held it because they obviously are concerned about what's going on in the economy. But the problem is that central banks have enabled governments to print money way beyond their funding bases and uh, they've unleashed a wave of structural inflation. And that structural inflation, what a surprise, is showing signs of being a little bit sticky in terms of the downside. So they really have created their own problems and we've ended up with very little policy options. And I don't think that inflation is going to handily go back to that sort of 2% level, which is where they should have been or their mandate was to keep it there. So I think they've got problems. They continue to pretend that they know what they're doing, but uh, the reality is they're clueless. The other thing is, for the last 18 months, virtually all of our podcasts and virtually all the news headlines have discussed the situation in the Ukraine. And for the last three or four weeks now, nothing has been mentioned or hardly anything has been mentioned about the Ukraine because now we're looking at the Middle East. How do you think that's going to affect uh, investors? Well, the obvious thing about what goes on in the Middle East, especially when you've got proxies of Iran involved, is energy prices. And um, that's the big joker in the pack. If something really goes wrong in the Middle East, you will see oil prices jump, but especially against the background of rising demand for oil and gas, uh, especially from developing nations. But we aren't seeing too much happening on the supply side. And um, I can remember from O-level economics, if you end up with a rising demand curve and a relatively static supply curve, I think this was the first lesson, you're going to get rising prices. So the whole transition to net zero and wind and solar power, etc., if it is not elongated, we are going to see rising fossil fuel prices. And I believe we are going to be seeing significant uh, usage of fossil fuels for decades yet. 
So it's a very unrealistic scenario that has been painted to people. And again, it's a bit like listening to central banks and interest rates. You can either listen to them and end up in a, in a bad place, or you can look at the situation as it really is on the ground and arrive at your own conclusions. So the Middle East situation is a significant potential aggravation to supply shortages and demand increases, which are already out there. Okay, since we last did a podcast, of course, nobody took up the North Sea licenses for the wind farms, and there are further potential wind farms out there. But the only way that renewable energy in general is cheaper than fossil fuel energy is if it is subsidised. And that point does not seem to be made obvious in the press. Which rather brings us to the nub of the whole thing doesn't it? Which is these wind farms have now been canned because the subsidy that the industry requires from governments is not enough for operators to to make an adequate return. Now let's compare that to fossil fuel providers. Look at the North Sea here. They have to pay 75% tax, they've got the same inflation, they've got the same interest rates on borrowing, they have to go out there, find the oil, pump it, refine it and do all the rest, pay the 75% total tax on it, uh, and they somehow manage to still make money on it. So what does that tell us about the efficiency of wind power, solar power, all the rest of it? It is an industry based upon a falsehood and its calorific delivery of energy compared to fossil fuels is nowhere near. You can now understand why Siemens, the German engineering company, multinational company, separated out its renewable energy division a few years ago from the main business, is likely to have to have a state bailout in order to ensure that renewable energy remains competitive. Duncan, stop that now. You're going seriously off message. Fossil fuels are bad and wind power and all the rest of it is what we all must believe in, even though it clearly doesn't work as well as it should. I'm getting worried about you. And as as we speak today, of course, we now find out that there are job losses in steel plants in the UK. Now, I'm not a rocket scientist, but we're still going to use the same amount of steel as we've always used, surely. So now that steel is going to be produced in China or in the Far East, where it's a lot cheaper to manufacture and then we're going to have to import that steel and it's going to have to be transported so how can that possibly be in the interest of the planet i don't think you realize that all that steel that will be produced using coal furnaces is then going to be put on a ship powered by unicorn tears and that's how it's going to get to the uk okay Again, I'm getting really worried about you here, because you just don't seem to grasp what's going on. Okay, okay well, let's get on to another subject. We work or we don't work. Yes, we um, don't work. Or perhaps, as we used to call it, this will never work. We work is a US quoted company which provides office space for people to rent. 
At one stage, the company was capitalized at over $50 billion. And that was in October 2021, only two years ago. Last night, it filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. And you might wonder why we're talking about this. But the problem for the company is that it's taken out long leases on buildings, which it would appear now that it cannot fill. So there is a danger that they will renege on those leases. Well, yes. But that's what happens when you end up with long-term liabilities, i.e. the leases, and you're attempting to create a business by renting that office space on a short-term basis. So you've got an automatic mismatch there. That was the ticking time bomb that was there from the moment this, I hesitate to call it a company, it was an idea that had a quote. And in private funding rounds, that price seemed to go ever higher. It was as if someone had reinvented the wheel. It was just a mismatch of liabilities that was going to, at some point, cause a problem. Renting office space on the short term, but your leases are long term. People out there are thinking, well, you two are rabbiting on about that. But what is that to do with me? Well, 30% of office space in San Francisco is empty. We work, have a lot of leases in San Francisco, as they do around the world. In London, we work is the biggest tenant of commercial property space. Now, it's my understanding that this isn't affecting the UK business at this moment in time. But what investors have to remember is that in your portfolio, if you have a commercial property trust, a multi-asset trust, a cautious managed trust, a with profits fund, various managed pension funds, the chances are you will have property. How do you know that you do not have one of these properties? Even if you are holding corporate bond funds and fixed interest investments, some of these properties will have been mortgaged and the owner of the properties, without the rent coming in from the tenants, from WeWork, might struggle to pay their debt. As an investor, I do not want to get involved with any of these type of investments. Putting my Sherlock Holmes deerstalker hat on, you could almost believe that some of this property is maybe overvalued. Well, absolutely. I just think that it is very, very concerning. As an investor, for our clients, we do not buy any of these type of investments. To us, it is a major problem. These investments have been sold to unsuspecting investors, unsuspecting advisors for years and years. We've had two large property trusts in the UK announce that they are winding up in the last couple of weeks. You can see the direction of travel. It comes back to the fact I would rather be a equity holder of large blue chip companies like Nestle, like Unilever, like Reckitt Benkiser, than be investing in something which may or may not provide a decent return. Because I keep on saying it in these, but people will continue to drink coffee, eat chocolate, hopefully use deodorant, use finished dishwasher tablets, etc. So my point here is I would urge people who are listening to this to drill down into their portfolio and seriously consider how happy they are with the underlying investments.
The other problem with property is it can carry leverage and we all know what's happened to interest rates. We've gone from, in essence, sort of 300-year lows. We've had the steepest increase in, in rate rises, perhaps, that there has ever been. So if you've got property and it's leveraged up, you've got now a funding issue in terms of the carrying costs. So that's how people make money out of property. It's by appending leverage and financing it in that way. The problem comes when you've got the conditions like we've got now, where we've had a, a significant increase in rates. And that is all too often the problem with property. And that's just one of the reasons why we pretty much don't touch it. But if you have relatively low unleveraged returns and you have to then lever them up, it's going to create a potential issue and some people are going to get caught. We work is an obvious disaster that was always waiting to happen but um there will be others my little boy keeps on telling me that there are a lot of cheap Porsches around at the moment due to the fact that people can't afford the finance of them well you can see again more live for today rather than ensure that whatever storm comes along isn't going to you know sink the metaphorical ship and of course if you are not sure how to analyze your portfolio to ensure that you're invested in the right sectors please get in touch we are very happy to provide a free review of your investments and there is no obligation to proceed i noticed there are some job cuts coming along now one firm got rid of 55 jobs last week and if you do the numbers, they are £75,000 a year jobs. So those are not average jobs. Those are fairly skilled jobs. And I think it's another example of where this industry is de-skilling. And well, they're front office jobs, aren't they? That's what they are. Yeah, yeah. the investment managers. It's disappointing to see the continuous de-skilling of this industry. People are now having to deal with relationship managers who have no input into the management of their investments, no input into the management of their tax affairs. It's all done at arm's length. And I don't know what you think, John, but I think we're 10 years behind the banks, really. I mean, nowadays, you go into a bank and trying to get anybody to do what you need to do, very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah. I mean, working in a bank, I mean, it used to be a, a job with some kind of status didn't it and some skill and like so much of what goes on in the world now it all just seems to have been as you say de-skilled it's all a bit tatty they sort of round off every conversation by saying is there anything else i can help you with and and and, and you have to say well you haven't done what i asked you to do in the first place so it's just typical of unfortunately of modern life there is no real emphasis on service anymore personal service getting the job done properly getting the job done to a level that the customer would would expect and, and our industry has embraced these negative trends in a manner that is very disappointing so if you're out there and you feel that the quality of the service you've been receiving from your investment manager, financial advisor has been deteriorating over recent years, please do get in touch. So that's it. The end of another podcast. We have covered 
the sad death of our colleague Robert, who has been a good friend to us for many years and will be sadly missed. But luckily, the 33 years of memories I have of being sat next to him will last the rest of my life. And I'm sure that's the same for you, John. Yes, absolutely. We then went on to talk about interest rates and inflation, fossil fuels, we work, which appears not to be working. The fact that we're very happy to give a free review of your investment portfolio. If you have any question marks, especially in light of the possibility of your portfolio having commercial property in it. And then we've just touched on the de-skilling of the investment management stroke financial advice world. Hope you have enjoyed it and we'll see you next time. This material shouldn't be considered as advice or an investment recommendation. You should consult an advisor regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority prior to making investment decisions. All investments carry a degree of risk. The value of any investment or income received from it can go up as well as down and you may not get back the amount invested. Information recorded within this podcast was accurate at the time of recording.